For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have no idea who's in who's in either of those houses. Right? I wasn't interested in those houses. I'm sure you had no idea. This video contains the interview of police sergeant Jeffrey Pello, who betrayed his family, fellow officers, and the community he was sworn to protect. Jeffrey Pello was a veteran officer of 17 years at the Bloomington Police Department. He was well respected within the department and was known as a loving husband and father to three teenagers. Unknown to everyone, Pello had a darker side lurking under the surface, fueled by his interest in violent pornography. Late one night in June 2006, Janelle Galuska reported someone knocking on her door repeatedly. When an officer got there, he noticed a man close by, and when asked to turn around at gunpoint, he realized that it was Pello, the officer who had been instrumental in mentoring him. Suspicions were raised, and the police took him into custody. Soon, he was also linked to a string of sexual assault cases between 2002 in 2005, two previous victims came forward with stories about a man breaking into their houses, wearing black clothing and a ski mask. After abusing them, he would force them to bathe thoroughly while he cleaned the crime scene. Three of the four assault survivors identified him from photographs, and two of them even identified his voice. While there was no physical evidence tying him to the crimes, the prosecution used other evidence that pointed to his guilt. His work computer was used to research the victims before the attacks. This isn't the way we want this to happen, right? We want you to come down here and go on all kinds of stuff, and chat and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. You know, you went down with the same uh, with Mildred, and uh, as you know, we have rules that we have to go by. Just as you know, you're very familiar with all this stuff, you know what's going on, kind of stuff. And we want to talk about what's going on because we're not absolutely sure what's going on. Okay, um, what are you talking about? I have to read your rights first. I want to rest at this point. Uh, you're not free to go. At this point, I'm under arrest. If I'm not free to go, I'm under arrest. Well, we're in a custodial situation. That's why I'm going to read you your rights. Right? Because you came, because you came down here in the, their car. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know where we're going to. I don't know where we're going. What's going, going on? on? I don't even know what you're talking about. I understand that, Jeff, and you understand just like I do. I can't talk about anything until we get my little bit out of hostile, demanding to know if he is under arrest. As a member of the police force, he knows all of the rules and will do everything he can to use that knowledge to exploit the situation. All right. All right. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to talk to a lawyer and have one present with you by any questions. If you can afford to hire a lawyer, you will be appointed to represent you for any question if you wish. You can decide any time to exercise these rights, not answer questions, or make any statements. Do you understand these little rights I explained to you? Yes, of course I do. Okay. I have those rights in mind you wish to speak with me. About what? Okay. Well, last night, all right, there was a, a, an issue that came up, right? Out on the uh, southwest side of town. Right. You know what I'm talking about? 
there's a it's a I want to hear what you have to say about it, and I'm I'm really hoping there is a good explanation for it all. I did you meet up with police officer last night? You're talking about Zeno. Yes. When I was walking around by the lake, looking at the lake down there. Again, I drove down there. I couldn't sleep. All right, houses come up for sale in that area all the time. I'm interested in buying my mother-in-law a house. She lives up in Ridley. Uh, she's, you know, she's poor. She's on fixed income. I wanted to move closer to us. Houses come for sale. There's a townhome right there for sale. It won't work. But anyway, I was looking to see what kind of access went down to that lake. That's all. I, I was starting to walk around, parked, walk down, look at the lake when I was leaving. Where did you park it? I don't know the name of the street. But it wasn't right there where you were at. It was by the lake. That lake is goes behind those houses. You know, you understand how difficult the situation this is for everyone involved, including yourself. Really? Yes, okay. I understand. And irregardless of what you know, our feelings are towards each other and all that kind of stuff, I, I think we've always got along. To speak openly about that. There's just some things that happened last night that just doesn't add up. And you know, Jeff, you know, as a former investigator yourself, that there are things that we know, okay, such as the way that uh, uh, you met up with David. You know, you, you freaked him out. Um, why would you be? Why would you be in between two houses looking at because I, I couldn't keep going straight. There's a drainage thing that goes down the lake. I couldn't keep walking, so I walked up. The dog started barking. Oh hell! So I walked up between the houses and go to the road. All right. He comes around. I thought maybe it was the homeowner. I was like, oh, I don't want to startle. You know, he startled me, so I turned to walk back down. He said, "Stop, please." I was like, "Oh hell, it's gone." I turned yeah. around and walked back. Jeff. Why do you know as being a police officer that that kind of that kind of thing is not within the norm? We don't, as police officers, we don't walk around at 12:30 at night in the morning walking in between the houses. I walked walk between the houses. I was by the lake. The, I couldn't keep going, so I walked up between the houses. That's it. I mean, that is it. I, I, that's it. Think about what you're telling me. I am thinking about what I'm telling you. The truth. I went down there. Look, what kind of public access is down there? I walked. I started going to the west side, but there's fences. Are, and I was, okay, I come back around the other way. All right. Again, I can't go no further. There's a drainage thing that comes down. It fills that like overflow. I guess I don't know whatever it is. So I started, you know, the dog started barking. So I walked up between the houses, go up to the road. And yes, to be on the road, so I'm not walking up between, you know, it's just... Well, wait, wait a minute. But you weren't on the road until I was going to the road. All right. That's what I was walking up to was go up to the road, walk down to my truck, and drive away. Because okay. I was done looking at the lake. There's no access going down to the lake, so okay, Jim. Okay, Jim. We're past the point of you were there, right? You readily admit that you were there. Yes. In between those two houses. Yes. I was just walking from the lake up to the. Okay. If you get a call of someone walking in between two houses at twelve thirty in the morning, I don't know what call brought him out there. Yes, of course, of course. I mean, the person who called this in has every right in the world to do this. The fact that Pello is so angry about this is a major red flag. As a police officer, he should know better than most people just how suspicious it is for a person to be creeping around close to homes that late at night. Anyone seeing that would turn it in. And knowing this, it is highly unlikely that he would have accidentally put himself in this position. Correct. I have no idea who called it in. All right. it, what they called in wasn't me. Coming up is a long string of denial and lies. 
Capello is hoping that his long service record and angry blustering will be enough to influence the department to slide this under the rug. Dave said last night somebody knocked on somebody's door. I didn't knock on anybody's door. I didn't knock on anybody's door. I did not knock on anybody's door. I, I don't know what else you're trying to allege here. I, I don't want to jump to some kind of conclusion. Right? All of this isn't about because I was walking, I walked up between that, from that lake up between those two houses. Absolutely. 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 You know, I, I don't know what else you're talking about. We're talking about you standing up with your back to the the house and, uh, and trying not to be identified. Having your back up against the house and not trying to be seen as David walks by. I was walking up. I saw someone coming, so I stopped. I turned to go back again. I, the dog's barking. I don't somebody think I was doing something wrong. He said, "Stop, police!" I was like, "Oh hell!" So I turned around, walked up to him. Wasn't standing with my back against no house. Well, I, I think you're minimizing all. Of I'm not minimizing anything. He said, "Stop, police!" Is there a little bit more than that? No, that's what he said. You didn't see the gun he had pulled on him. No. You were unaware that he pulled a gun on you. I did not know he did that. No, I did not. When I turned and walked towards him so we could see who it was, then I wasn't a threat. You know, his hand was at his side. He was like, we talked for, for what? We talked for a moment. What did you talk about? He asked me what I was doing. I told him what I was doing. That you were there to look for houses in the morning at 1230 in the morning. I'm interested in houses in that area. There's that lake. I was looking to see what kind of access there is down to that lake. My mother's disabled. I mean, she, she can walk, but she can't walk too far. Well, I didn't see any access down there. I mean, off the coast, I can go down there. But as far as a public sidewalk going out there, I didn't see one. I'm going to walk back around and then go to my truck and leave. See, you, you know all the, all the things we say. You've been sitting in this chair before. All I'm saying is that what you need to do is think about just exactly what you're saying. Before you answer, before you... Before you jump back with a conclusion, Jeff, you need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about what the scenario was right there. Now, I... You may be honest with me. Haven't you been? I mean, I... I mean, I think I need to take a step further. Okay, because Delaney... Scared to death. Scared to... I don't know nothing death. about the lady. I'm, what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, she was scared to death. She was an absolute basket case. It wasn't for me. What? Yes, you were in between the houses. You were in between the houses. What if this would have happened? I walked up between the houses yeah. and Zeman was there. That's the one time I went between the houses. What if this would have happened? Would you be a little bit concerned? But I don't understand what you're saying. The only time I walked between those two houses was when I was walking from the lake and up. And but that's where that's right. where you and that's when I met the Zemer. That's when where you and Officer Zemer differ in what you said. But whatever the lady was scared of, it wasn't me. It was you. How could it not be? The only time I was between the houses when I walked up and Zemer was there, she'd already called. Jeff. Pallo is adamant that the woman didn't see him and that the only time he passed between the houses was when the officer saw him. In reality, he was most likely caught in the middle of making several circuits. Zemer had already been throughout the whole area. You were the only person there. It was 1230 in the morning. It was 1230 in the morning. 
The only time I walked up between the houses, like those two houses, was when Zinger came in. Pello falls back on denial. He can't come up with any type of reasonable excuse. So this is all he has. You can almost feel the rage that he is poorly containing. All right. I mean, I walked up between, I walked from the lake between the houses, there's Zinger. Honestly, I'm not the one scared of women because that's the only time I was there. But you wanted out of there quick. You didn't, you didn't stop and you, know, you said, I'm here looking. You think it, let's just run all the way down the line. He's on a call. I'm not going to stay there and talk to him. With you. With you, Jeff. Think about it. I mean, it just, it is just right down the line. Right down what line? I mean, He's called out there, all right? There's nobody else out there but you. This lady has someone prowling around her windows. She's a very attractive young lady. It wasn't me. I wasn't prowling around anyone's windows. I wasn't prowling around at all. Again, when the dog's barking, I go, I need to go up by the road, and that's when I walked between the houses. Well, what makes you decide to go look at a house at 1.30, on 12.30 in the morning? I wasn't looking into houses. I'm interested in a house in an area. I was looking at that lake. That is all. I mean, that's all. I, I realize. I just do anything wrong. I have. I just. We, we as police officers, and we as human beings know the the difference between right and wrong. It's, yes. it is put in our head from I understand. day one, all right? I did not walk between that, I, again, the only time I walked between those two houses is when I walked, when I was down on the lake, I can't get my front hand. So I walked up to go up to the road. That's it. And when I walked up there, somebody comes running, all right? What were you wearing last night? T-shirt. Shorts, flip flops, and socks. Flip flops, sandals. Okay. Um, did your t shirt have any writing on it? I don't remember what my shirt had on it. What color was your shirt? Dark. The lighter short. I think they were my black shorts. Okay. Were you carrying anything else with you? No. No. What were my car keys? Where were they at? My pocket. Jeff, I, I just, I'm all in line. I understand that. And then, and, and you understand okay. how difficult this is for, I understand how difficult it is for you and everybody involved. I understand. I, and, but I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I understand. And I, and I think there's a whole lot more going on here than, than what. And, and, and I'm not willing to sit here all day long and, and talk about it. I, I understand. All right? I do. There's something right here that, you know, you're a police officer. You know right from wrong. And I understand. I think you did wrong last night, and you think you did wrong last night. And I need to know why you did wrong. Because there's I didn't do anything wrong. Walking up from that lane towards the road is the right thing to do at that point. I mean, I can't go in for the dog. Okay, so I walked up there. I mean, I mean, if it wasn't for that thing, I would just walk around the lake and went right back to where my truck was at. I mean, that is all. I'm not, you know, I'm not minimizing anything. You are minimizing No, I'm not. I'm not minimizing anything. I just. I mean, I don't know how simple it is. It's not, it's, okay. it's not that simple. I didn't have ill intent of any kind. It's not that It's not that simple. I mean, that's it. It's not that simple. I mean, she is a young, attractive lady. I don't know who she is. is. Um, and like I said, I, I know, you know, I've seen you. I've seen how you, you take a genuine interest in people. Okay? And... I think if you knew 
what you did to this person. Because I'm telling you, she's drinking. You did not do anything to her. You were there. Right? It's as if Bellow thinks that if he continues to deny what both the victim and the other officers say, his version of events will be believed. However, no one is going to buy that he was looking at property after midnight. Were you getting by there? Were you, did I walk up from the lake between the houses on the road? Yes, I did. Okay. You were there, right? Yes. Yes, I was there. Okay. You were confronted by officers even. Yes. Yes, he was there. I was walking up. Okay. Okay. Let, let's just go with this in chronological order. First of all, is there any reason that you can tell me why David Zeman would lie about this situation? Because I'll tell you what, he's freaked out too. Because you're one of his mentors. All right. You're one of his mentors. He is, I don't know how I freaked him out. You don't know how he freaked out. Well, I mean, he couldn't even hardly talk. He was so upset by the situation. He talked about how you were, you know, one of his mentors. You were an FTO uh, training sergeant. And I mean, he looked up to you. All right, I understand that. All right. And, okay, so getting back to the... The officer on the scene is struggling with the situation. Palo has mentored him, and it is unbelievable that he could be capable of committing such a crime. Still, that bond wasn't enough to inspire a cover-up, which is a credit to the younger policeman. Palo is dismissive of the damage he has done to someone that has trusted him, which is consistent with the selfish nature of acts that he has committed. The question, is there any reason why David Zimmer would lie about what happened? Just, let's just I have no idea. Right. I, I don't want to make him. No, why would he lie? Absolutely. Why would he lie? I have no idea. Absolutely. He has no reason to lie. All right. As a matter of fact, he called him up the second minute after he confronted you. Why did he lie? I don't have any reason to lie. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has their battles, and everybody has their crosses to bear. All right. I understand. All right. And you, you're, you know where we're getting at on all these guys. No, I don't. You don't know what you're doing. I'm talking about a, a, a young, very attractive female. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. She's the lady in one of those two houses. All right. I don't know. All right. I have no idea who's in lives in either one of those houses. All right. I wasn't interested in those houses. Right. I'm sure you had no idea who they were. All right. I wasn't interested in those houses. Right. You weren't interested in lake access. Right. Come, come on, Jeff. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, that's a, that is just a, it doesn't make sense to anyone. All right. It doesn't make sense. Again, does it? Yes, it makes sense to me because that's what I went there to do. If I'm going to look at a lake access, I'm not going to do it at 1230 o'clock. All right. Or a choice of times, but that's why I did it. All right. I just walked down there. All right. You're, what are you, 17 years? Yeah. 17 years of being a police officer. All right. I understand. And, and, and you don't think that that is a, a severe error in judgment to be all right in between two houses at 12 30 in the morning all i was doing was walking from the lake to the road all right you're implying that i'm doing something mysterious between these houses and all i'm doing is walking from the lake up to the road that's it that's exactly what i'm implying Jeff. that's it that's all to officer zamer who has who you agree to says has no reason to lie about this says that you were up against the house, and he had, and he had to, he had to call you three different times. No, he didn't call three different times. And then you turned around and walked the other way. Okay. Well, I saw the figure standing, standing there. I was like, ah, I just turned and walked back. 
Alright, what did he okay, what did he say to you then? When you return around and then you rushed back. What did he say to you then? Stop, please. And what else was he saying to you? Stop, please. Let me see your hands. I don't recall everything he said. I just said, stop, please. I, I realized, oh, what is it, please? So I turned around and walked back. Right. I mean, I, if I realized at first he was, he was, he was Officer Zemer, I just kept walking right toward him. Right. But my initial thought was, it was someone that looked at us. That's it. Yeah, you know it's not good. You know, That's it. It's not good. That's it. Because the scenario doesn't fit. You know the scenario doesn't fit. That's it. The constant repetition isn't making Pello more believable. Quite the opposite, in fact, especially when coupled with the way that he smacks his legs and flails like a child having a tantrum. And you're kind of also, yes, but I think you've seen me interview enough people that I just want to know the lines here. No, I understand. Something, something went wrong. I, something's wrong. I understand. You think something's wrong. Well, I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced something's wrong. Whatever scared that woman was not me. All right. The only time I walked in front of that house is when I encountered Officer Zebra. That's it. Pello continues his futile denial, but the detective isn't swayed. To a trained investigator that knows the suspect, each protest is a confirmation of guilt. All right. I wasn't there before that at any other time. Whatever scared her, whatever it was, all right, or whoever it was, was not me. I would, did not do it. I was not the one that was up there. All right. I walked up between those houses, and boom, there was him. All right. All right. But, but again, it's just, it's, but I don't understand. You do understand because I understand. You're sitting there trying to say, I've done something wrong. I mean, you're saying it. I'm telling you, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I wasn't there doing anything with ill intent. Whatever started her was not me. Wasn't me. Uh, okay. Let me just entertain you. But it wasn't Let me just entertain you for a second, Jeff. Who was it? I don't know. I have no idea who it was. At 12.30 in the morning, who was it? I don't know. I do not know. No one else has been up here telling us, hey, I went by that house at 12.30 last night, except for Jeff Pilo. And Jeff Pilo says himself, you know, I was there. Yes, I was there. Right. And Officer Zemer tells him, paints a different picture. I know he's a lady at number nine. She paints another picture. I mean, think about it. This is, a, this is the only time I went up between those houses when I walked from the lake, looking at stuff, right? looking for the. Did you stop? Did I stop where? In between houses. I don't understand what you're asking. When I walked from the lake and walked up and, and met Officer Zemer, did I stop between the houses? Prior to seeing Officer Zimmer, did you stop between the houses? No. I stopped when I saw the figure at the front of the house. It turned out it was him. I stopped, turned, walked away. That's when he yelled, stop, please. I was like, oh, just. Okay. So what you're saying is that you were walking in between the two houses towards Officer Zimmer. You saw him. You turned around and he said, stop, please. Yes. That, that's that's the totality. Yes. That's the totality. That's the amount of time I was between those two houses. Okay. And let's go back to how Officer Zemer, what reason would he have to tell us something that wasn't true? Or why would he tell us a different story of what happened in between those houses? I have no idea. Well, we've already we've already established that he has no reason to lie about it. Right? We have no reason. I, You've done this long enough, you're smart enough. I understand. You know exactly where we're sitting here. And there are things that you need to do, and there are things that you need to take responsibility for and get these things done. You've let me tell you, Jeff, let me tell you point blank. You've heard two people in the last 12 hours. 
and you've hurt them deeply. In David Zemer and this female. Yes. I did not hurt that female. I did I don't even know anything about that female. I wasn't the only time. The only time I went between those two houses is when I went below the golden road to go up the hill in the But that's not what David is saying. I I don't know what his perception of the situation was. He, he has, did I pause and turn to go away? Yes. Did I realize if I realized at first that it was a police officer, I wouldn't even pause that. I kept on walking. Period. Right. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I had nothing to hide. If I realized it was a police officer, anyone, Zimmer, anybody, I'd have just kept on walking when he broke stride. I thought it was someone that lived there. I was like, oops. I mean, I, the dog was barking. You thought it was someone who lived there, so you were going to. Trying to get away from the person who's living there? Well, yeah, I'm almost blackout started. Allo can't reasonably explain why he tried to get away. When the detective points out the weak points of his statement, Allo gets upset and falls back on blustering. Look, I'm, just, I'm just telling you things that you're telling me. You're right. Well, that doesn't make sense. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. I, I'm just being real with you, Jeff. I understand. I don't know what else to tell you. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I had. I did not. The only time I went between those houses is when I walked up and met Officer Zener. I did not do anything to anybody anywhere last night, period. I, I don't know what you're trying to allege here. I did not do anything to anybody at any point in time. All right? I'm not looking in some woman's windows. I'm not doing any of that. I walked down by that way. When, that's what you said a minute ago. That you were looking you said windows. somebody was walking around looking in this woman's hat windows. It was not me. Whoever it was, I have no goddamn clue. I don't no goddamn clue whatsoever. I don't know that I said You know, I don't know how else to say it, all right? All right? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The truth is the truth. I've already told it to you, and that's that. I don't know what else to do. Excuse me for getting pissed off here, but I didn't do anything wrong. All right? I did not do anything wrong. Period. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to do it. I, I don't. I don't. Well, as as it's happened in the past, you know, the, and, and I'll just tell you, I, I'll tell you point blank. I don't think the story is exactly the way you're telling it. I don't. I don't know what Dave Zimmer told you. All right, I. I don't know what his perception of it was. But the only time oh, his, his perception is right on, Joe. His perception is right on, exactly right on. Again, I and, and, and here and here's the real story of it all, Joe. You're the one who has to answer for it, not David Zimmer. David Zimmer was on patrol. Answer. I'm not alleging he did anything wrong. All right. 
I'm not. Again, I don't know what his perception of it was. I didn't do anything wrong. If I had no real intent, all I did was walk through that lake and up between those houses. All right? You know, now I'm sitting in an interview room and accused of being a criminal. Obviously, I should have turned and walked back 50 feet and walked up onto the, uh, the cul-de-sac that's right now. Cul-de-sac. Yeah, cul-de-sac is right there. Obviously, you should have done what again? You should have walked all the way back to where there's no houses and I walked up to the cul-de-sac. Obviously, that's what, you know, looking back on it, perhaps that's what I should have done. I, I, oh, my God. Is that how you came around? Huh? Is that how you came around to the empty lots? To see the, the spillway? There's no spillway there. Yeah. Whatever you call that. At the end of the cul-de-sac. Right. Is that the way you went around? Originally I started to come down off of whatever, I can't remember what the street is. You come down, right? I didn't want it, so I walked up on the street, whatever that street's called. Uh, I can't remember the name of the street. Andy, Andy Port. Walked down to where that cul-de-sac is, looked at that townhouse, did not, I didn't go up to the windows of the townhouse, I looked at it from a distance to see if two-story where it was, if that's the one that was for sale, it was, I walked down by the lake, started to go on the west side, it's like, no, I don't want to go that way, so I started to come around on the east side, walked around, that's where the little spillway thing comes down there, I don't know what you mean by spillway now. I realized, okay, I, I can't cross that, that's my turn, and walked it between the houses. Well, actually, I went down a little ways, realized that, went back. You know, one house had a fence, I believe. So I walked back. I guess it was one house, walked up between the houses, and that's when the officer was in. Where, where, where were you driving last night? My pickup truck. To take a minute to think about these other possibilities. Because if you take a minute and think about it, and you put all I don't have to think about it. You put that's what happened. You put all the things together, uh, Jeff. That happened. All right. Again, and you come up to a conclusion. How it may seem right, is not, it's just a coincidence. It's just yes. a coincidence. I didn't do anything wrong last night. I didn't do anything to anyone. Again, you didn't do anything to anyone. Fellow places an interesting amount of stress on the fact that he didn't do anything wrong last night, almost as if he's subconsciously implying that he has done something wrong in the past. He's also trying to use a fragment of truth to make himself believable. But the fact is that he didn't do anything to the woman because he was stopped before he had the chance. I didn't do any one thing to anyone. Pelo is sounding like a broken record at this point. Clearly he has never devised a cover story in case this type of situation occurred. He arrogantly assumed that his usual methods were foolproof, but given his occupation, he should have known that wouldn't last forever. Did anybody ever say you did anything? You said I terrorized two people. Yeah, I didn't do anything to anyone. All right, let me back up again and talk again. And let's put the real things into real scenarios, Jeff. If this is happening to your wife, would you say that you didn't do any that that person didn't do anything to your wife? I didn't do anything to anyone. I don't know what happened. What happened last night? No, I, you're, you're asking me to make a you're asking me to make a comparison, and I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about as far as what happened to that woman. I'm not a part of it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I, obviously, if somebody was terrorizing my wife, I'd want to do something about it. I was terrorizing no one. I didn't do anything to anyone. Well, let me let me ask your definition of terrorizing somebody. Me well, walking from that lake and walking up between those houses and meeting Officer Zimmer is not terrorizing someone. Okay, I'll, I'll right. give you that. I didn't. I'll give you I, that. That's the extent of what I did. Well, then walk by the lake. If, if that's what happened, I'll give you that. No, it's not if, that's what happened. Well, but we have others who say otherwise. Two others. Two others, Jeff. 
I mean, this is something you're gonna have to. You can't just explain what. I can't explain it. I didn't do anything. Okay, let's go back to you. Define what terrorizing is. Terrorizing. If someone's looking in your window, is that terrorizing? I wasn't looking in anyone's window. Right? I wasn't. Right? Did you see anybody else out there? No. I wasn't looking for anyone else. Right. But I mean, at 12 30 in the morning, you would have been somebody else out there. Yes, yeah. been down where I was at. Yes. All right. If they're up on the road or up between houses where I'm not at, I don't know. I wouldn't have seen them. I, I think we're I think we're getting mixed up on. But yeah, there was somebody else there. When I first pulled over, some woman walking her dog. Right on the street up. I don't know the industry street up All right. But. I think we're getting two different ideas of what terrorizing somebody is. You keep on saying, I didn't do anything to that woman. I didn't do anything to anyone. Okay. I'm not saying that this person was, you know, someone broke into her house or anything like that. All right. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she was physically attacked or anything like that. I'm glad for her. I'm glad nothing like that happened. Right. However, but for a young female, having someone looking in her windows or trying her doors is. is, is but I didn't do anything like that. All right? I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. All right? I, yeah. I wouldn't do anything like that. Jeff. Jeff. I simply looked at that lane, walked it between those houses. Right? If the spillway wouldn't have been there, I would have walked around and. Again, I, I did not do anything to anyone. I didn't do anything to anyone. I know, that's what you're saying. That's what happened. It's not what I'm saying, that's what happened. I didn't do anything to anyone. But that's not what two other people say. Right. What do the other two people say? Right. Well, a officer's neighbor. Okay. Yes, sequence of events is a lot different than your sequence of events. A lot different. All right. And I'm to the point. And let me reiterate that you just flipped him out because I don't, I don't know how I flipped him out, but I mean, he was flipped out. Yeah. He, he said you weren't yourself. I wasn't my story. I wouldn't be myself either if, if a police officer confronted me at 12 30 in the morning between two houses. And then we can't discount what the police says. You know, her dog's barking its head off. Right? Yeah. Down by the way, yep, dog's barking its head off. Mm -hmm. And both the victim and the officer have very different stories compared to Palo. A good part of the reason that Palo wasn't acting like himself was due to the fact that once he was recognized, everything was over. He knew exactly what position he was in and how suspicious he looked. There was a very slim chance that he might have gotten away with being spotted there randomly, with no one making a complaint. But this whole scenario is nothing short of damning. And why does she have any reason to call down here and say, hey, this is what's happening in my house? Not once, but twice. And also calls her brother. Right again, I don't know who was messing with the lady. It was not me. All right. Obviously, if somebody's messing with her in whatever fashion it was, I don't know. Of course, she should call. Okay. But we've already established there was nobody else there. I did not do anything. Terrorize anybody as you put it. I didn't do anything. Right? Obviously, my mistake was again, like I said, I walked between those houses to go to the road as opposed to going farther down.
That's it. I know what you know is more than that. There's not, no, there's there's not more than that. That's all. I did not do anything else. I did not do anything else. I did not do anything to anyone. I, you know, what specifically happened? I don't know. I did not. What's the facility of time? I walked between those houses and prison. I apologize. I don't mean it. Well, yes, it, I'm not going to apologize for being angry. I mean, accused of doing something I had nothing to do with. Okay. You know, we're at the point where, you know, you have got to be thinking that this isn't some fishing expedition. We just didn't pick you out of the clear blue sky to come in. All right. Correct? Obviously. Again, the only thing I did was walk from the lake in between two houses out to up to the road. Out to Officer was up the road. Uh, and when I realized somebody was up there, I was like, I turned to go back, and that's what he said. And I turned around and came back to him. Okay. But we're leaving out this. We're leaving out you. We're standing up against the wall like this. That did not occur. And an officer that confronted you twice. That did not occur. And then you turning no, no, and no. walking away did with I your turn? hands right here, and he no. says, "Stop! Show me your hands." And he has, and I mean, you've been in the ERU. I understand. You have been in. You're a weapons guy. You're a former military. I understand. And you're telling me you didn't know somebody had a gun pointed at you? He's backlit. I wasn't paying attention to that. You weren't right. paying attention to something. He said, "Stop!" And I said, "Oops." It's the play. I turned and walked up there. That's that. I talked with him a few minutes, and not even a few minutes. All right. You know, he's obviously on a call. There's problems here, Jeff. There's, there's all kinds of problems. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to sit here and tell you that it's all rosy and all that kind of stuff. But no. And you know where I'm coming from, because I've told you. I am not buying what you're telling me. I don't one second. For one second. You know, though I've done this for a long time, and you have done it for, yes, I am. You've done it for a long time. And I, and I, I, I know you, I know. And you know what? How many times have we sat in here and listened to somebody for hours and did not do something well, they did? I'm not going to be here for hours and then, telling you that I didn't do anything wrong. And then, you know, and have all the behaviors and all the things that are happening. You know, you were not Sergeant Hilo last night. You were absolutely somebody else. And we can sit here, and you can say, this is what I did, and I can sit here and say, this is what we know, till the cows come home. But you know, you know, in your heart, exactly what happened. Yes. Yes. I went down, went to that lake, walked between those houses, go back to the road, on my truck, and that's what happened. That was the only time I was between those houses. Palo is still going strong with his lie and shows no sign of breaking down. This is the type of person who, even if caught in the act, will never be able to admit to any wrongdoing. Well, Leslie, did she know you were going? I don't know. She was asleep when I left. I was studying for the test we were taking today. I couldn't sleep. Shaved. Couldn't sleep. You know what? Went for a little drive while I was driving it. I went back to look at that lake. I told you why I was there. That was it. That was it. You know, so you've been looking for a house for your mom and me? We discussed it several times. Have you looked at any other homes for your mom and me? I've looked at some of where I live at, yes. They're overpriced or they're shitty. Right? Or they're not, they're not uh, ranches. I'd love the community further down from there, the one that takes care of it. Very same style of houses. 
question to ask would be why if he was merely passing by to look at other property he was paying enough attention to the victim's house to notice whether it had windows or not up next to those windows i walked over here i'm not glaring or looking at anybody's windows i walked in the way and i was walking up to the road that's that but that's not that's not that although palo will continue to lie through the rest of the interview this is the last long burst the tone of voice he uses is to try to shake the detective, as if he is foolish for not believing Palo. It just shows how weak his story is when the detective won't even pretend to believe him. 
you know, you were sitting there trying yeah, to convince me I did something wrong, wrong, and I didn't. I didn't do anything wrong, Larry. You, here is the. I did not do anything wrong. I understand. All right. Here's the bottom line. I didn't do anything wrong. That's the bottom line. That's not the bottom line. All right. I didn't do anything to anyone. Period. I didn't. I mean, you. You have to understand. I understand. Now this is a bad situation. A very bad situation. Right? I walked in the lane between the two houses going up the road. I, again, if it wasn't up in the spillway, I wouldn't even walk between those two houses. I would walk further down and walk up. At some point in time, I'm sure I would walk between the two houses somewhere to get up from that lane. Alright? But again, when I walk between those two houses, it's I, I'm not doing it to look in any windows, not doing it to do anything other than get to the road. Period. I don't know how. Did not do anything wrong. I just, you know, in this situation, Jeff, you bought and paid for. Bought and paid for? I didn't do anything wrong. You know. You're just too much. Too much? Too much. Because because everyone else has no ulterior motives or ulterior means or anything like that. Neither say something that isn't true. Neither do this, I. This gal would have just assumed if Jeff Lennon ever come into her life. I wasn't in that day. I, I don't even know if that happened again. I can't even tell you which house she was in. All right? I don't know what car he went to. I didn't ask him and inquire. He came to your car. And you know that. Whoever that lady called on was not me. I did not go between those houses prior to the time I walked from the lake it up. All right? Whoever, whatever she's saying, it was not me. I have no idea what her allegation is. I have no idea what she's saying, but it was not me. Right. It wasn't me. I know. That's, I know that's what you're saying. I know that's what you're saying. It was not me. I didn't. Well, even besides the two people that we have seen, and one of them being your own, you're even telling me. Did you? I didn't see anybody else. I'm not going to sit here and nitpick everything. I didn't see anybody else. Absolutely didn't nitpick. I didn't see anybody else. Again, I. You've heard of this before. But I won't tell you Because I know from the amount of interviews I've done and the amount of interviews you've done that. And there's no doubt in my mind. There's a hole burning through your chest. I didn't do anything wrong. I, know. I mean, you can sit here and say whatever you want. I did not do anything wrong. But then your perception, you may, you may think that you did anything wrong. It's not a matter of my perception. It's a matter of reality. I didn't do anything wrong. Whoever was terrorizing that woman, I have no clue who it is. All right, it's not me. I don't know. I don't. Uh, the only damn time I walked between those houses, right, Jeff, was the time I walked up there. You got a lot of explaining to do. I've explained. I don't have a lot of explaining to do. Yes, you have explained it. You have a lot of explaining to do, and and I keep on going back to this because I have to go back to this because you know what it's like. To be sitting in this chair, I understand. Okay, all right. And I know there are times that people are literally telling me the truth, and a good interview will figure that out. All right. I don't know. I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't do anything wrong. I had. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. But. Palo insults the detective by implying that a good investigator would realize he was telling the truth. It's a petty, desperate move designed to draw attention away from the holes in Palo's story. You also know, right, that a good interview would sit here and know when someone's not telling you the truth. So yes, you're right. All right. 
Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. I'm sorry. Right. And your perception of me right now is I'm not telling the truth. Not just because not just because you're sitting here telling me that you didn't do it. It's because we've got a whole host of other things that says you did it. And that's what you're dealing with. Uh, I didn't do anything And you don't understand do anything to anyone. Period. I don't know. I didn't do anything to anyone. Period. Period. I didn't do anything to anyone. And you're you're gonna have You know that the best places to clear things up are right here. Yes, you're right. There's nothing to clear up. There's nothing to clear up. I mean, I, I, there's nothing to clear up. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything to anyone at any time. And that's the story we're going to say. It's not the story, it's the truth. Because that's all we're going to say. If it comes to a point where we have to go to a judge, you're going to say, I didn't do it. I'll tell the judge the same thing I've told you. The only time I walked between those houses and I walked from that way up towards the road. That's it. That's it. I You're not, you're just not listening to reality. You're just not listening to reality. You're only, the only thing you can say is, hey, is I walked from the lake between the houses, the officers, and I didn't do it. However, I have a police officer, I have a victim, I have the elderly in the area. I, I mean, it just, it's not looking good for Jeff Pino. I did not do anything to anyone. And this is just a case of mistaken identity. I didn't do anything to anyone. I didn't do anything to anyone. And then that's what he said. And then that's what he said. And then I said, And I know better. And we always use these lines as cliches. I did not know it's true. I did not do anything to anyone. That your guts are just screaming at you. No, they're not. Because I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything to anyone. Period. I didn't do anything to anyone. The detective has an edge in this case because he knows Palo personally, and that, coupled with his training, makes it painfully easy to see that his colleague is lying. Not only that, but he is able to read that interviewing Palo any further is a lost cause. In June 2008, a jury convicted Jeffrey Palo of 35 counts that included 26 counts of aggravated sexual assault. A judge sentenced him to 440 years in prison in August that same year. At his sentencing, the judge said, you literally went from a protector of our community to a plague on our community. It is necessary to impose a sentence that will ensure that the defendant will never again be free. The sentence was later reduced to 375 years, and throughout his trial and sentencing, Palo maintained his innocence. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP Smart Side products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. Smart Side trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP Smart Side products. Plus, visit Menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money. 